Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. We are almost to single digits, Josh. Single digits to what? Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh my god. I I don't know. For the few weeks or I guess the months coming into Force Awakens, I don't know about you, but I felt like time was moving at like half speed. It took it felt like that movie took forever to come just because of the anticipation. And this one it's like Oh, it's here now. It's finally here, you know? Because we only had to wait a year between Star Wars movies. So. That's true. Not 10. Not 10. But still, this is this is very exciting. This is very, very exciting. I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be really good. That's. Uh, but we're going to get into some Star Wars tra- chat later, including Last Jedi, a couple little things about it. But first, something that broke and was released just early last week that I wanted to get your take on was the trailer for Avengers Infinity War. So what did you think about it? Or did you watch it? I watched it. Okay. What'd you a think? million times. Uh, it's awesome. It looks it looks great. I'm not going to watch anything else because I don't need to, but yeah. it looks, sure. looks epic. Yeah. Sure. I didn't watch anything else for Civil War. I watched one trailer and I was done. Yeah, but you had me describe the Spider-Man stuff to you. Yeah, because I, I, I knew I was going to see it. I couldn't avoid that for three months. Mm. This has nothing I'm trying to... This has no specific thing to hide, so I don't have to worry. That's true. That's true. Um, no, I saw it too. It looks, co- it looks cool. It's, you know, it's Avengers. It's Infinity War. Yay! I still understand what Thanos' deal is. Like, they've built him up for so long, and I, like... What is his whole bit? Why does he want to he, take over the galaxy? I don't know. He's I don't know anything about Thanos from the comics, so I just know he's like the uh, the uh, there's a something of death involved. I don't remember the exact um, like title he carries, but like it's the ruler of a certain. I don't I don't remember what it is, but he just you know he has the Infinity Glove. He collects the gems to do whatever it is he does um yeah i mean we're gonna learn more about him in the movie so i know it's just they've spent so much time teasing him and stuff you think that they would maybe take some of that time to like develop his character or whatever but he's mostly just been sitting and looking like a thumb you know yeah. i think i mean the only time they've really given him any kind of development is in um what movie was he in gardens of the galaxy yeah. uh that one scene and that was like Hey, I'm here. I'm bad guy. It's cool that they're teasing him, but like, is he just gonna be another? I want to take over the galaxy because I mean, guy, or what's his I, deal? I think he kind of is, but it's like I think he. I, I'm fine with for this kind of movie because it's like it seems like they're gonna give him more time on like screen time compared to someone like uh, any other villain in the Marvel universe. So I know, but he kind of is now. It's to me, it's starting to feel like he's. I mean, it's like oh, granted, it's he's gonna any, get two movies, which is more than yeah. Which only Loki and uh, maybe Winter Soldier have gotten. Yeah. So that's pretty neat, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's... I mean, the way they, the I don't remember who said it in an interview. But someone said it's like he's kind of like a more of a main character than a supporting character compared to most of their other villains, which is interesting. Um, I guess that's kind of what Loki is too. So. Hmm. 
Well, nuts won't be long now before we find out. Aren't the aren't Infinity War and Han Solo coming out in like a week of each other? Yeah, it's three weeks apart. That's mm. there. Han Solo is going to get crushed. I mean, maybe. it'll make money, but it's not going to it's not going to make Rogue One or Force Awakens money. Let's look. That's actually I'm going to look. Twenty the twenty six, I think. Yeah, so Infinity Wars at save for the fourth. And basically everybody's staying out of its way until Solo. So, oh, it's Solo and then Deadpool two. It's here's a here's a, a fun five week run. Solo Star Wars story May twenty fifth. Deadpool two June first. Ocean's eight June eighth. Oh, that's funny. Incredibles two June fifteenth. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom June twenty second. Holy shit. Oceans are going to get... I don't know what the budget of Oceans is, but that's going to get clobbered in that sandwich that it's in. Uh, I don't know, bruh. That's... I mean, I don't know... You, don't, you really think an like all-ladies uh, like heist movie isn't going to do well? The only, only, only reason... I mean, it'll do well, but, like, it's not... It's, well, I don't know what the budget is. Is it, like, is, it like a, is it, like, a low-budget movie, or is it, like, 100-something? I mean... I can't, ima- I can't imagine it's that big of a budget, so... Well, let's find out. I mean... Like, it, what... What kind of thing were the other Oceans movies? Well, those were a lot of... Because uh... they're just like heist movies, right? I haven't seen them, so... Yeah, but the, with a cast like that... Let's, so, Oceans 13 had a budget of... 85. Oh, okay. So, I don't, I'm just... I, I, I'm okay. not talking about so much box office as much as uh, just the sheer amount of stuff. Like, Deadpool yeah, yeah, is yeah. going to do great. Solo is going to do great. Incredibles 2 is going to do great. Jurassic World is going to do great, and then Ocean's Eight in, is in there as like a like I don't know. It's not going to do a hundred million dollars, but I think it's going to be really well liked. And you know, if you thought like if you thought people were going to be going crazy to see Wonder Woman, what about a movie with eight women: Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Rihanna, Mindy Kaling, Aquafina? What? Who the hell's Aquafina? Of water? No, no, no. Like A W K W A F I N A. I I don't believe that's a real person. That's weird. That is weird. And that wow. And then a week after Jurassic World is Soldado with the new the Sicario Jesus. random sequel. I might actually go to the movies next summer. Holy crap! Yeah. And then Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> oh god. And then a crappy weekend with Hotel Transylvania three. But. Case in point. You know, what, you know what? I watched Hotel Transylvania recently, and it is not bad. So okay, but it's you know, it's Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. You know, I'm really, I'm really curious to see what Soldado is. That's is it? I'm trying to. Who is it? The director? Uh, what's his name? Sheridan Taylor Sheridan. He's directing it. He's or? writing it. Okay, who's directing it? Uh, Stefano Salima, who has made no American movies. Okay. Well, we'll see. I mean, Taylor Sheridan's writing it, so... Yeah, If but, you fuck up a Taylor Sheridan script, then you don't deserve to be a director. I'm just saying. Like, you, that's just... No. Only he can fuck up a Taylor Sheridan script, because it's his. But, uh, so yeah, all that to say, 2018's gonna be lit, Avengers is gonna make a ton of cash, and, uh, yeah, we're all... It's just all gonna be super fun. But, like we said, Star Wars is just under a week away, or just over a week away, and you, we have been relatively mum on any theories or ideas or expectations that we 
excuse me, that we have for the sequels. So what's rattling around in your head, Josh? What are you what are you thinking about right now with regards to The Last Jedi? Like, what do I think is going to happen? Or What do you think do you is going to happen? Like, general thoughts of where the story could go or <sighs> what kind of – what characters um, are going to be up to? I mean, I haven't really given it that much thought. I've just been waiting for the movie to happen. But, um, I mean, the one thought that kept – uh, that's kept popping. I think there was a rumor at some point that um, Hayden Christensen would come back as a Force Ghost mm. for some reason. Remember that being a thing. Um, and I'm I'm not sure if I believe it. I don't know if I want it or not. I don't know. Um, that's something that's been I've been thinking about. Uh, also, the whole Ray turning to the dark side, teaming up with Kylo Ren, or maybe going Luke Luke and Kylo Ren teaming up against Ray, or I don't know something. Someone switching sides to team up against someone else, I think, is something that would be really interesting. I don't know if that's how they're going to take it because that would really be a – it's a really drastic departure of, like, just basic storytelling for a trilogy. But I don't know. I just That's something that I've been thinking about they could do. Um, but then the trailer is, like, all about misdirection. So mm-hmm. I have no – real clue what's actually going to happen hmm. um let's talk a little bit more about uh about hayden christensen so if i if i remember correctly that the is hayden christensen going to be in star wars popped up well before force awaken like i feel like it was in people were talking he was, about he was going to be in they, that one he was he was originally planned to be in it really there was just concept art like they had i like at least it got to like the like the concept stage. Like they, it was an early draft of the script. So like to do what? I don't know. It was, he was as a force ghost. Like I think it was like he would talk to Kylo Ren as both Vader and Anakin, like light side and dark side, as like a force ghost. I don't know how it worked. Um, but I, and maybe they'll change it or maybe they'll do something else with it. But I think it'd be it could be cool if they use the artwork that they posted. It would be really really interesting. Um, or if they did something different, but, um, and I mean, Hayden Christensen, I don't know if he's a good actor or not. Cause I've only seen him in bad movies. Did or, you ever watch glass? Yeah. No, I did not. Or is that what it was called? Yeah. You mean shattered glass? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, glass. I didn't, he's good. Um, he's good Cause man. I've only, I've only seen jumper and I saw the prequels and I saw some movie where he was like in a coma or something. Um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, and I and I don't hate Revenge of the Sith, but I mean, it's not a great movie and he's not great in it. So I just, but the thing is, under someone like Ryan Johnson directing him, yeah, I'm willing to give him a shot, so. Yeah, likewise. Um, I think he got kind of a raw deal, just like Jake Lloyd. It's like you were set up to fail and you weren't yeah. far as far along as an actor as somebody like I feel, I Ewan feel McGregor. So bad, feel yeah. You aren't as far along as somebody like Ewan McGregor or Liam Neeson was. We can just say, you know what? Yeah, sure, I'll do that. And then you can do do something completely different, you know? Um, yeah. So, I, I hey, if if he got a shot to be in episode eight and was good in what I assume would be a very small, short scene and people kind of got off his back and maybe he got another chance at being an actor, then by all means, that sounds I, – I would like that. Um and uh, well, uh, what was one of the other things that you were thinking about? Was just general anticipation or was there something specific? Yeah, it's just like um, 
just directions the story's gonna go i'm just oh right switching sides yeah it's just really just because i'm also just trying to think about and this is thinking really head into the future like into episode nine like how is this going to tie into whatever jj abrams does with episode nine and how he picks up the story and what parallels does he make to like return of the jedi or um any like how is he going to wrap up this story based on like what we know so far about the second chapter in it so i'm just i don't like i don't like speculating too far into the future because it's like there's no really point in that but yeah interesting just to think about all the different like things that are going to be developed in this movie and the relationships that were in the first one that could be like more in this one like ray and snoke is one i'm really interested in Uh, there's definitely some kind of connection there i want to know what that is so i'm still i'm still curious about uh what role benicio del toro is gonna play because he's been he's been called dj and he's been referred to as a splicer which is like a hacker or something like that and i don't know i think there's a lot more to him than meets the eye like i think if any you know if jumping off of your idea that some there's going to be some switching of sides you have to fill a villain role and he seemed del toro seems like the person that could slide into that uh the easiest if something were to happen with kylo or even ray and i don't know uh, but it's fun i'm really excited it's uh, i'm s- i'm really pumped for for last jedi uh oh, nine, 10 days 10 days counting down the minutes um i don't i don't know if i've asked you this already but how are your opening night plans you do an imax you got I'm, seats waiting in line like what's the deal i'm i'm just going to regular and waiting in line i've i actually have worked that day so jeez. Oh, i'm yeah so i'm gonna be at work and then i'm getting off changing getting in line <laughs> so and then you're gonna get off again you know yeah, pretty much <laughs> yeah. Whoop! all right uh yeah. so i can't believe i let you talk me into this which it was my idea so i don't know maybe it's my own fault but i just said okay yeah we're gonna count down some of our in my case, top five. In your case, top, I don't know, 35? Uh, Probably. Favorite, whew, favorite Star Wars scenes. This is going to be this is gonna be interesting because I think I know where you're going to go, but I'm not sure. And I and There's one that I thought was going to be in my top five. It might not even be in my top ten. So. Okay, wow. And uh, I'm, I love Star Wars, but I'm not as big into it as you are. So yep. it'll be interesting to see how our lists – I think they're going to be closer than we think they are. But yep. maybe you have all – you know, maybe yours are all deep cuts, and you just fanboy, just like I am with you two. My favorite YouTube songs are the deep cuts, you know. And I love the popular ones, but the deep cuts is where I'm at. I think that might be you, but we'll find out. Uh, so let's start off with honorable mentions. Why don't you go first? And how many are you gonna are you gonna bring up? Um, God damn it! Uh, is, we're go. we're light on time, so you can do as many. All right, as you I'll want. just I'll just list them all. I have like what seven eight here something like that okay oh you cut it down okay yeah pre-show you were at like 15 just so you know yeah actually i think it was more than that but i lost count i just <laughs> guessed okay so am i going first or are you going first yeah go for it honorable okay. mentions. so i just honorable mentions i'll just rattle through them uh so order 66 revenge of the sith it's a great one mm. uh anakin versus obi-wan oh uh, really yeah uh ray's vision from the force awakens okay um i really really wanted that one to be in there that was but the one couldn't you get, thought was like definitely yeah, top five yeah couldn't oh, get okay. in there cool. um luke versus vader from return of the jedi another one i really wanted in there yeah um when anakin kills the tuscan raiders and attack the clones 
pretty much the only great scene in the movie. Really? Uh, really? Yeah. yeah oh. Pretty much. I mean, it was. He was just what sort other? of like, Ugh! like he was just sort of. I just, I just like everything. It's, it's more about like the direction of the scene, like the editing, like the music, and like the lighting and the way it's put together. <laughs> Isn't but, it amazing how convenient that like Anakin finally shows up after however many years of not seeing his mother, and then she dies that night? <laughs> I've always, lo- I've always thought that was kind of interesting. It it's is like completely. Like completely, I get what you're going for. Like yeah. that was. That was the thing she'd been keeping staying alive for. But. It's completely forced and makes yeah. not that much sense, but Get it? whatever. Force. Yeah, forced. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Next one uh, is the fight scene in Phantom Menace, Obi Wan and or Qui Gon versus Darth Maul. Um, and then Obi Wan versus Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the trench run from A New Hope, mm. destroying the Death Star. Right. Love it. Um, Vader's death scene, Turn of the Jedi. Um, actually one of my favorite death scenes like ever uh and then yoda lifting the x-wing in empire strikes back which is a scene nobody talks about enough um and one other is obi-wan explaining the force in a new hope i love that scene okay interesting so let me ask you one question do you have any scenes from the prequels in your top five i have one okay okay i think you'll know what it is all right you know i know i know you know what it is pretty sure uh it's the Are You an Angel scene, right? Okay, Jesus good. Uh, are you an angel? Ah, Jesus. We actually have two honorable uh, mentions in common, so I'm going to start off. Uh, actually, yeah. Yeah, we do have two. Uh, first honorable mention for me is uh, Darth Vader Unmasked from Return of the Jedi. Okay. That's a scene that I really, I really like it. I think the anticipation of seeing what this guy actually looks like after two movies of misdirection was really neat, and... Um, I think there could have been a better dramatic punch, maybe, in that last scene. What, his skull's on fire? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, I'm talking about, like, out, like when they when Luke, Luke brings him to the ship and they like he actually oh, okay, takes yeah, off yeah. his mask. It just, like, like kind of, yeah. Yeah. It just, um, like, ends. By the way, where did Kylo get the remains of Darth Vader's mask? Did somebody grab that? Like, I have no idea. Where did that chain of custody come? Like, people are like, oh, well, well how did Maz get the lightsaber? It's like, no, how did the hell did Kylo get that mask? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Maybe Luke grabbed it and like brought it with him when he went to the temple. I don't know. Maybe that that'd be an interesting thing for them to put in episode eight. It's like a scene after where like the temple's burning yeah. and like put it uh, in like a put in like a comic or a book or something. No, that'd be a pretty sick scene for the movie. I don't know. Um. So yeah, Darth Vader unmasked. Uh, really good scene. Uh, just wish could have like I said, it could have had a better punch. Uh, the other one we share is Order sixty six from Revenge of the Sith. I think that is a brilliant like montage or yeah, whatever great. you want to call it. you know ex- like that's that moment I think is what the prequels should have built to instead of like yep. just progressively built to instead of kind of having thrown in at the sort of the last the thing second. is that should have been like the climax of the second movie in the trilogy. Oh really? Like, really? That's how I feel like the whole cuz I mean structurally speaking I feel like by the end of part 2 should have been when we see the downfall of Anakin and then all that stuff goes down ending on a download like Empire Strikes Back with the third one being kind of the final transformation in the fight so but oh that would be cool yeah yeah that's all the conversation would you be okay if like 10 years not 10 (laughs) no actually would you be okay at at some point if Luke if Lucasfilm were like no I know I know what you're saying no don't remake them really no, don't do it. I think you could. I don't. I I'd just, be okay with that. Look, 
I I don't love the prequels, but I do appreciate things about them. I also got the Clone Wars out of them, which I love. There's characters and moments in them I love, and it's like they are what they are. They happened. They are the bad egg of the family, but, but their family what, just but what let if you them could, be. What if, what if somebody did them right, though? How great would it be if somebody like, uh, I don't know, whatever the, hot, here's the, whatever here's hot the, young director is going to be around 10, 15 years from now, they just say, you know what, we need you to redo this story, take the best parts of the prequels, and then reshape it to the proper Star Wars prequel. But here's the problem. It's like, I mean, and again... A lot of people don't like these movies. These movies have fans. Like that's just a big middle finger to like people that grew up with them. Okay, well those six people can take that middle finger. Okay, <laughs> but it's like it's just I don't. Ninety percent of people hate them. I think that's fair them. to them. I just I don't know. I don't know. It's well, X Men is doing it. Like every cinematic universe is basically doing their best to erase the parts that people don't like. So we might as well let Star Wars do it. I don't know. Um, I, I think that would. And I also, I mean, also, I just think it's disrespectful to George Lucas. Like, okay, well, he shouldn't have made shitty movies. He should have taken it seriously and actually it's tried. His, it's his world. So, he created this thing. Well, he screwed it up. So somebody's got to fix it. No. I, don't, I don't. I don't really. Maybe we'll do it. Do it after he's dead. Then fine. I don't care. I don't care. If you want to do like a special edition that like changes some things, maybe. But no, nah, remake it. A whole, a whole remake. I don't know. Remake it. You and you and could probably still play the role. If we're being honest. Uh. Well, yeah, maybe let Alden Ehrenreich do it. Or no, wait, he played... He's Han Solo. <laughs> God damn it. I don't know Star Wars. In 10 years, we'll have a whole crop of new young actors, so... Yeah, hot young things. Um. Okay, and here's... My last honorable mention is one that I don't think is going to be on your list, but if if it is, I guess don't say anything. Uh. My honorable men- My last honorable mention is the death of Galen Erso in Rogue One. Oh, really? Yeah, did that make it? no okay it's just i'm not so much talking like i guess i'm talking about the scene in general like when they land on the planet to after to that from there to when he dies is just was thrilling for me like when i was in the theater watching i was like wow this is some of the best this is one of the best scenes and one of the best moments of star wars just from a dramatic perspective because there's so much going on with with the you know and it's also in the rain and any scene in the rain when somebody dies is just i'm a sucker for that and Mendelssohn is just hamming it up so hard, and uh, Cassian is like, uh, you know, when Jin realizes what Cassian's gonna do, and like she goes to save himself, herself, and there's just it just was so, just so thrilling and intense, and it was just it was cool, it was just really really cool, and I, that was probably my favorite, that was definitely almost my favorite scene from the movie. So, uh, yeah. is, is another scene from the movie on your list? No. Damn it. Uh, so, Josh, why don't you give you a number five? All right. My number five is from Empire Strikes Back, and it is the scene where Han gets frozen in carbonite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the whole exchange between him and Leia, the I love you, I know, uh, just the music playing in the scene, and then ends with him getting the big frozen in a block of carbonite. It's just To me, it's like one of the best, if not like the best romantic scene ever put on film so i like that yeah did you know actually that that i know line was improbbed by harrison ford i did i'm just i'm kidding everybody knows that i was just yeah. <laughs> i would thought you i thought you're gonna be like yeah everybody knows that dumbass i don't i don't know if anyone knows that anybody who likes movies knows that and like knows True. movies and knows star wars especially uh cool uh so my number five and i lied 
is Vader wrecking dudes in Rogue <laughs> One. If that is if is that higher up on your list? Mm-hmm. All right, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about yeah. it later. All right. Okay. So why don't you give you number four? My number four is from Revenge of the Sith, and it is when Anakin and Palpatine go to the opera. Really? And talk and talk about the tragedy of Darth Plagueis. I love that scene. It's 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 so good. It's a, it's the best scene in the whole trilogy to me. Wait, it's, so you're saying Snoke is Darth Plagueis? I wish, but no. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I love that scene. Just it's Ian McDiarmid's like delivery. Mm-hmm. It just and the whole the story behind it. I want to see Plagueis in a movie at some point, but it just the way it just you can see that whole scene like has such a heavy impact on Anakin and his journey in the whole movie and the whole trilogy really and it's just it the two of them together have a really great back and forth I actually like their relationship in the movies so it's just it's to me it's a perfect scene it's not a big action scene it's not like explosions it's not you know big epic stuff it's just two people sitting next to each other talking and it's awesome why does Darth Plagueis look like Bert from Bert and Ernie? I'm just I just googled him and like what? Technically speaking, he does not have a canon look anymore. So oh, okay. Well, I sure as shit hope it's not this because that looks ridiculous. <laughs> Is it like the the big t- like head thing? Yeah, he looks or? like Bert okay. from Bert and Ernie, right? Is that the right one? He hasn't. I don't know. Is that the yellow one? That's why I think yeah, Bert. Bert. Okay. He's the yellow one. <laughs> I googled Bert, and one of the pictures that came up was, it was like Photoshop of Bert, but like with a really muscular Schwarzenegger-like body. <laughs> that's funny. Um, no, that's that's a really good scene. I, I thought about that one, but I was like, you know what? That doesn't really. It doesn't work for me. I guess as like a great scene. I think it's a really good moment, but as a scene, I don't. know, I just feel like it was. How do I want to say this? Almost kind of, it was a little out of nowhere. Like I kind of get what they were trying to do, but it sort of felt inconsequential. Cause like Anakin was already freaked out about, like we'd already kind of seen his dark side. And I, I think without that scene, he still would have made the choices that he made. But um, it's really, it's, it's really good writing. It's really, um, you can tell, I think George, that story has been in his mind for a really long, had, had been in his yeah. mind for a really long time. And it definitely me- shows. To me, that whole movie, it seems like that's, like, basically the story he wanted to tell, and the other two were just, like, him needing to fill up four hours of screen time to get to it. It was trying to figure out how to get there, basically. Yep. Yikes. Uh, no, no. Darth Plagueis the Wise, fam. I, I always got the feeling that Palpatine was lying when, in that scene. Like, there was something he, like, he killed Plagueis. Or there was just something that, he wasn't that's, saying. That, 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 is, that is what it is. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the story. Plagueis was his master. Yeah, but did he kill him? Yeah. Oh, is that is that wasn't in the movie, was it? <laughs> no, I mean that's I don't remember. So why do you it was th- confirmed by someone? But yeah, so don't be like, yeah, obviously, uh, duh, he killed him. Okay, I didn't know that, but that, hey, that it's good that they were able to convey that with from, yeah. for dummies like me who don't read those. So hmm, okay, that's good, sweet. Uh, all right, my number four is a recent one. It is the death of Han Solo from Force Awakens. I thought about that one. Yep. Thought it. Didn't you make your honorable mentions? No, it's it's an awesome scene, but had to go from the list of twenty whatever honorable mentions. So, wow. 
Uh, man, just sitting in the theater for the first time, I kind of, I, I don't know, I can't really remember if I thought that Han Solo was going to die, but it definitely entered my mind at some point. In this scene, it was just like, oh, okay, now it's time. Like, it, it just, it the way that the it's just staged, I guess, is with a really long, completely... <laughs> insufficient bridge you know and the big wind and, and then uh the big door uh that ray and uh finn come through that just has no real purpose but just it's silly but the staging of the scene is just so it's just really cool and how the light of that uh star burns out just as kylo kind of makes the choice to sort of dive off the deep end and go full you know kind of sith uh it's just really great and the the dialogue of you know i feel like i'm being torn apart and han's like i'll help you i want to help you what can i do he's like the, and kyle's just like you need to die that's what you can do for me and i think that han would have he would have been i think he understood what was happening and that he was okay with dying even if it was to kind of serve his son's evil wishes i suppose or because it's just it's his son he'll do whatever he has to for him and there's just a lot of layering in that scene. There's a lot of stuff going on. And and then, of course, Chewie going apeshit and just shooting yeah. Kylo Ren is pretty that's great. Actually my, that's my favorite part of the scene, when Chewie loses it. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't get hugged from from <laughs> Leia when he gets back to the base. Of course not. Yeah, Ray does, only... who's known for three minutes. <laughs> actually, I, my own. I actually really don't like that in hindsight. Like, <laughs> JJ, come on. But what were you saying? My only issue with the scene is that I feel like it would have been it probably would have made at least my honorable mentions if like say there was a scene before it where we had an interaction with Han and Kylo to like at least like kind of set that emotional weight up a little bit more. Um, like it still works for me, but it would have worked a lot better if we like already had seen them together previously. So mm, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I disagree. I mean, I think the the fact that they are father and son and Harrison or not Harrison Han has been he's been involved in this whole situation for so long like as soon as he picked up Ray he was right in the thick of whatever of like the conflict between the first order and uh, and Ray basically Ray BB8 Finn so i feel like that was a moment that he was sort of dreading having to deal with and and yeah i, I don't know he could have just not he could have let him go I don't know if you remember, but he, they're they're hiding out, planting bombs, and he sees, he sees Ben, he sees his son, and he chooses to call out to him. And I don't know. I think that that says a lot. Where he could have just avoided the situation, but he kind of faced it head on, and that was, you know, that was ultimately his demise. But uh, I don't know. I just think there's a lot there. But okay, cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, plus, what would that scene look like? What would the I don't know. I've, I've, I thought about it. Maybe like somewhere. I thought you know, there's that scene when um, he can Kylo kidnaps Ray. Maybe sometime when they're on that battlefield, like there's like they cross paths or something. Or I don't like know. they see each other from a distance. Yeah, even something like that. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I would yeah. like that. Yeah. Or maybe like when they're when they take care of Phasma, like they're about to leave and Her- and I can't or even say um, and Han like was... sees him in the security footage or whatever, and he like tries to find out where he is or i don't know there's yeah. there's even a uh, one of the deleted scenes i don't know if you saw it where kylo gets on the millennium falcon yeah why they yeah, cut that, that? Some, something like that would have been i think helpful i wish they but, hadn't cut that those were yeah. a really neat scene yeah uh what number will we on uh three okay three um okay so my number three 
is the scene you mentioned earlier, uh, the Vader scene from Rogue One. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, just this scene. Oh my God, it's everything I wanted for like, I don't even know how many years. I, <laughs> it was just perfect. Um, if we, it, honestly, if we never get to see Vader again in a movie, I'd be okay with it because this just it, it scratched every itch I needed, and it made up for the Vader screaming no from Revenge of the Sith and kind of. Why does everybody hate that? I don't get it. It's, <laughs> it's such a just, random thing to not like. It's because it's so cheesy. It's so dumb. It just, okay, well, uh, those three movies are all cheesy and dumb. So why? Yeah, but it's like now you have. It's like you finally get to see Vader in it. Because I mean, really, we should have seen Vader in action in the third movie. That's what I'm saying. You know, with the trilogy, should have right. had him go into the suit by the third movie and be in Vader. But whatever. Uh, this scene, though, like you said, it's it's awesome. It's just. Vader at top level, like just full power using the force, wrecking dudes. It's awesome. Yeah, he he does wreck some dudes. Um, and I I I find it amazing that that scene wasn't it like suggested by an assistant editor or something like that. Um, I don't remember who suggested it. I know it was like late in the game. It was part of the reshoots, apparently. Yeah, and like uh, Gareth Edwards or somebody called. Who did they? Who did they call? Like, there was somebody that was in London for something. They're like, "Hey, we're shooting a scene with Vader right now. If you want to come by." And damn it, I don't remember who it was. For like to do what? To just like watch and just because I love Star Wars so much. It was a director. I can't remember who it was though. Maybe Nolan. But uh, no, that that scene's whole story is just fascinating, and the scene itself was just so kick ass. And how did nobody think of that? Like, I don't know. I heard a, doubt the Disney machine if their screenwriters can't even think of having Vader just kill a bunch of dudes and like, I heard a, lead directly I heard, into New Hope, you know? I, I heard a rumor that the original kind of Vader moment was supposed to be, like, the end scene for all the characters. Like, they were supposed to have gotten away, and then it turns out Vader's on the ship with them, and he kills all of them. Yikes. So that, I, I, I don't know if that's true or not. I just heard that. I think I don't remember where I heard that from, but that sounded, I think that might have been, like, the original Ending, or maybe that was just a part of the script originally. I don't know, but I think they always plan on having a Vader moment. I just think that w- which one we got was what was changed later on. Right. I'm I'm, I'm pulling up the scene now just to. It's... Oh my god. <laughs> I still I still have a problem with him walking so damn slow. He doesn't really walk that slow. He goes compared to, to compared to like the original trilogy. I know, but still, like you, could, in theory, he could just like force blast everybody and then get the the card or whatever. Yeah, but like then he doesn't get to look cool. I know, I know. Just <laughs> speaking schematically, it's just like, come on, man. Practicality does not apply here. Yeah, like he force chokes one guy and he sees. I love, I love, so... I love the part where he forgets about the guy in the ceiling and then kills him like without thinking. Yeah. I think the best is when he's the guy finally passes off whatever thing it is and Vader just stabs him through the door. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's so cool. Yeah, it's oh, that's a great scene. That's a great scene. Uh that's your 3, right? Uh yeah. Cool. Uh, any more anything else to say about it? Um it's perfect. Yeah, it's pretty and... dope. It satisfied my 10-year-old dream. Like, so. I don't care how bad the movie is before that. If you put that scene at the end of it, 
<laughs> it's got to get a passing grade. Just like it's so good. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I, I have a friend who didn't like the movie at all and think that's one of the best Star Wars scenes ever. Yeah. So why didn't they like the movie? They just thought it was boring. Oh, okay. Were they a big Star Wars fan or? I mean, they like the original three. They don't like the prequels or the Force Awakens. Okay. So, so that's pretty middle of the road Star Wars fan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to label this, so I'm just going to call this my number three is Luke goes into the scary place from Empire. <laughs> but don't you, but doesn't it stop the movie dead? No. According to, was a Family Guy. Thing. Uh, oh, I, I see. I've seen, seen yeah. I've seen the fifth ep- episode five parody the least, just because it's the least funny. Because it's the best movie, you know. <laughs> like I don't know. Um, it's the joke they make. It's like it's just a pointless scene, and it stops the movie dead. It's not pointless <laughs> it's though. Not, it's fascinating. It's, it's, it's a great scene. Yeah. It's just Luke just enters into this mysterious nightmare, and it and. His fears come to life that he's gonna become his his father, but he doesn't even know that he's his father yet. You know, it's just it's a I don't know. It's just a really it's a hypnotic kind of just mysterious and dark and spoopy scene. I don't, I've always I've always loved that scene. I think it's yeah. one of the best. Obviously, one of the best. I'm adding the I'm adding that to my honorable mentions because I forgot about it. Yeah, it's cause, well, it's great. Well, would it made your yeah. would it a major list? You can do like a tie somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I probably wouldn't put it in my top five though. Okay, great scene though. Great yeah. Scene. All right, we're up. We're up to number two. So, number two, Josh. All right, my number two, and just to note, this is from the original version, not the destroyed special editions that have changes that nobody needs. Um, the scene in Return of the Jedi, Vader's redemption, where he saves Luke from the Emperor and throws him down a shaft. Really. I love the original version of that scene where he doesn't yell no. Oh, they they put another no in? Oh, you haven't seen it? I th- yeah, I've seen the I have the Blu-ray where I'm I'm assuming those are special editions, but I didn't I just didn't notice the no. Yeah, when Vader that's... picks up the Emperor, he's like, "No. No." Wow, that's like... really stupid. Yeah, it's really stupid. It's, Make it's as many add... bad movies as you want, George. Don't fuck up your good ones. Yeah, the whole point of it was to like keep Cons- like at like continuity between three and six it, i don't whatever that he's gonna um, say no yeah to make parallels or something i don't ah. it's, I, I just whatever Square um but, round hole stop but the whole scene to me is just it's so powerful it's so brilliant it just it's vader's entire arc kind of he makes that final decision even though it's pretty much kind of too late but still you know turns back to the light side um yeah and well it's okay he let his son get force <laughs> lightning for like a half an hour and, you know he also killed a temple of children and half the galaxy but you know well whatever that was fun <laughs> i don't know whatever um but yeah it's just to me it's a great scene where his son redeems the father the you know evil overlord is finally brought down the galaxy is kind of and you know meanwhile the galaxy is kind of being put back into place with the rebellion winning it's just that whole that scene alone is so perfect to me and it's like it almost was my number one but my number one has kind of always been my number one and it's not changing so mm. but yeah it's i love that scene so much it's amazing i would i would definitely have included that if not for the the cross cutting between the shit on endor i hate that i like you have such a, you have such a great scene, and just 
at well action scenes and character moments well, especially I mean, with like the Luke versus that. Vader and it's just cutting back to Endor which just it's just the same not not I don't want to say the same old crap but it's it's nothing we haven't really seen before see I love the Endor battle I know so. but do it do it like first and then like, do that first and then well, I think go it back makes up I think I like having it cross cutting I mean it's and it's not like and I'm just specifically talking about the Vader redemption scene not the whole Luke oh. versus Vader but okay. um, but I mean Luke versus Vader was one of my honorable mentions but right. um but yeah it's just that specific moment I mean I and I but still I love the whole cross cutting between the battle um and the space battle and also the uh lightsaber fight so yeah, I hate it I just love it that's the return of the Jedi's I'm that's the one I'm gonna watch least, just forever, just in general. Like, watch I don't, it. Yeah, no, no, Do it. no. I don't. It's a, it's a great movie. It's, I've never had the, uh, I've never had the urge to watch that. Really, it's just I don't know. Rewatch, I, uh, just rewatch them before Last Jedi. I already watched Empire, so no. I'll maybe I'm gonna rewatch Force Awakens though, so that's good, right? That's cool, right? Yeah, sure. <sighs> you you just. You. YOLO. Yeah, okay. uh, any more thoughts on your number two? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I, I know what this... Spoiler alert. Uh, I know what your number one is, so I'm just going to skip over... I'm just going to say my number two is Luke v. Vader, Dawn of Justice from Empire, and we're going to okay. go... Actually, no, we're just going to talk about it because it's your number one, right? Yep. Okay, of course. Perfect. Uh, yep. <laughs> I mean, wow. See, that's if that scene was cross-cut between Lando and Han and all that those guys doing stuff i would not like it would lose its it would lose its impact and potency and dr- and draw drama. i mean it is is it though yeah well are you talking about the fight scene or are you talking about the moment at the end the fight from, scene from when luke ignites his lightsaber to when he goes just falls down the See, my thing. my number one scene is just luke i am your father that whole moment when okay. he's backed up and he gets his hand cut off he's backed up against the thing Right. And Vader has his whole monologue. That's my favorite scene. I mean, the Vader versus Obi Wan fight is amazing. Vader versus Luke. But did, what did I say? Obi Wan. Oh wow. wow! I'm surprised that didn't make your list. Obi Wan's death. I mean, it's good, huh. but I've kind of forgot about it. To be honest, I mean, it's I, I love Obi Wan, but that that scene is like it's not the best lightsaber fight. <laughs> how does that work, by the way? Well, I mean, I'm not talking about fight, just the best overall scene in terms of drama. Uh, how does that work? Why did he just disappear? Uh, because he became one with the Force. Okay. <laughs> Whatever that means, sure. All right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's like, the th- like you know how in, I, I don't know if you know, but in Revenge of the Sith, Yoda talks about how Qui-Gon learned how to, you know, become, one, or what, it goes to the never world of the force whatever he says like that's just like how they become a force ghost like you can't you can't just do that because you're a jedi and you die like it's something you have to learn about so i think qui-gon taught obi-wan and yoda how to do that so that's why when yoda dies and when obi-wan dies they just go poof okay sure <laughs> yep absolutely how, how, how far into that did that lose you what was the third word you said because <laughs> about there um yeah okay sure um but now i kind of count i don't know for me i don't really pick up moments like when i put together this was like what sequence from beginning to end like what i mean i didn't but we're basically talking about the same thing but i just the lighting and just how that the luke versus vader scene and the the opening shot of that where vader's standing on top with the silhouette and the lighting and then 
Luke, and then he ignites his lightsaber. It's just yeah. One of my least favorite that's... things about like movie culture is how is like how everything is things get like one perfect shotted where it mostly it's just like a silhouette. But that one's pretty dope. Like that's a pretty great shot of just the the blacks and the the or, like the yeah. oranges and the blues. You know, uh, it's just it's really great. Um, and then the the only thing I don't like about it is how ridiculous Luke looks when Vader's throwing all the shit at him. You know, like oh, when yeah. he gets hit by all the machinery and he just sort of <laughs> is like frozen for a couple seconds, like while he processes he the pain. I was like, come on, Mark. <laughs> Just try, man. I don't know, but overall, I love. I love that. I love that moment where he's like, kind of like, but delay has like a delayed reaction yeah, when he's talking about. Lightsaber. Yeah, it's just, it's like, uh, hits him, uh, hits him again. It's just, uh, it's funny, but it's like sad at but the same you're time. You're supposed to be a Jedi, you know. Yeah. But Vader, also Vader, is just so much stronger than he is, even with only one arm, you know. But it's pretty great. Um, and then. You know, like you said, the scene on the little whatever the hell that is. Like, that's one of the things that bugs me about some of the Star Wars setups. Is like, they pick these amazing locations to set lightsaber battles, but they are in places that are that make don't make a damn bit of sense. Like, Mustafar? <laughs> the hell is Mustafar supposed to be? Is there, what's uh, canon of Mustafar? Is, is there, like, the, some sort of mineral that they mine there, or what? There's, that's just where they do whatever it is they were the separatists were doing i don't remember and then in this it's like this empty vacuum room that kind of goes nowhere it like there's just tubing at the bottom of, a, of it like what what is the purpose of that room other than to look cool for a lightsaber battle i don't know but <laughs> I don't know. Gonna... it doesn't impact the movie at all it's just something i always think about it's like really just just fight a laundry room or something like that with actual use, you know? There's a bunch of I mean, washing machines. Pretty much all pretty much all of them are like that. Like Phantom Menace when they get to that final room with the laser yeah. wall, whatever. Like what is that? I don't know. Why, why are there laser walls? I don't know. <laughs> it's just so much un like granted it's a galaxy and they kind of have unlimited real estate to work with, but I don't know. Just batch feng shui as far as I'm concerned. But what what makes this scene your favorite scene? Is it where just everything just, changes? It's just it's the to me it's the greatest plot twist of all time. It's to me it's my favorite it's my favorite scene period of all time like ever. But um, just the way and I I love it because um, Mark Hamill's delivery of that no say a no in this franchise that works. Um, it's just it's powerful. It's like heartbreaking. It's epic. It's shocking. It's just it's so many. It's like every emotion tied into one. And like, you know, I'll say just, his his um. I think the most underrated moment in that scene is when he said that's impossible. Yeah, like that's just that is a thought that has never crossed his mind. And like, if you think about it, he isn't the reason that he wants to join the resistance is because of his father. Like, he wants to live up to his father's legacy. And he's heard stories about the things that he did yeah. and the Clone Wars yeah. and stuff. And he's like. That's impossible. My dad was awesome. He was the best yeah. person ever, and I want to be just like it's him. Like, it shatters your world, yeah. Yeah. I've, to me, I don't know. I've always thought the impossible was way more impactful than the no, but I kind of I get yeah. that just it, it exploded out of him in that moment. Yeah. But And Vader's just like, we'll rule the galaxy's father and son. Like He must have been thinking about usurping Palpatine for quite a while, which, you know, can't oh, blame yeah. him. Uh, hmm. Okay scene though, pretty good, right? Yeah. 
Uh, what are some other like? Are there any other little details about that that you like? Um, I mean, I like the way it was made, like the behind the scenes story. I don't know if you've heard it. No, I haven't. Enlightened the me. whole like they told Mark Hamill and that nobody else knew on set. Oh, wasn't Darth, weren't Darth Vader's voices like his lines put in in post? Yeah, so uh-huh. like the guy who performed it on set, he said because in the script it says, "I or Obi Wan killed your father," and then uh-huh. the only the only people that knew what it really was going to be was Irvin Kershner, George Lucas, and that was it. And then they told Mark Hamill right before they started shooting because wow. they wanted him to have an actual like an authentic reaction. Really and nobody cool. else knew nobody else knew on set so i love that about the scene too it's just the amount of effort they went to keep this under wraps and to make it such a powerful moment it's just it's awesome right yeah also another another diss to luke is that the way you just leave your arm right there just like leave it out just asking to get cut off i don't know I think it's I think it's a kind of a neat detail. Maybe it's just because of the ratings that like lightsabers. Um, they like solder your arm. Yeah, as yeah, it gets like dark. you don't bleed. It's uh, what's the? Oh, there's another name for that, or another word for that. Cauterize? I don't know something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's it's a pretty neat detail because that was the first time we saw a lightsaber do. No, wait, we saw it with the Tauntaun, right? Or the big abominable snow, snowman guy. When he cut no, we also saw off. it. Well, we saw it when um in a New Hope when Obi Wan cut off that guy's arm. He cut off a guy's arm in, in New Hope. Yeah, in uh the what's it called? Oh, the, right, when they went to Mos Eisley. And but right. the thing is, their arm like bleeds out, so it doesn't really make sense. Atmospheres? I don't know. Maybe. No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, pretty neat, also that uh, um, just Luke was able to hang on by his legs to that thing at the bottom of Cloud City. Oh yeah. I was like, wow, way to go, Luke. Pretty acrobatic. Yeah. Another thing I really like, though, is right before the big moment at the end, like, you can see Vader's, like, progression of, like, in- fight intensity as it goes on. Like, at the beginning, he's like, I'm not even going to try with this guy. I'm going to be playing with him. And then, like, halfway through the fight, he realizes, oh, Luke actually, like, there's, like, a fighter in this kid, so I'm actually going to try now. And he, like, starts going hard, and you can see him, like, just, just start smacking him and just flailing his lightsaber at him and, like, hitting the rails back and forth, like, towards the end of the fight. It's just gets more intense with every like swing i guess so what my question to you is when did vader realize that luke was his son and he was there like he was around it was was it just when he saw him or like was i don't know was there like a moment where i think i mean i think it was before that i think it was in that scene um in earlier in the movie where he talks to the emperor in the uh the hologram you're gonna have to refresh me. I don't know because there's a scene where <laughs> Obi Wan or I keep saying Obi Wan Vader talks to the Emperor like through a hologram and he's like the son of Skywalker. Oh is, right 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 right. Like, like, yeah. Oh that's oh that's neat because he's so detached yeah. from that part of him. Oh that's yeah. cool. That's really cool. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a really great scene. Uh, yeah, definitely in the conversation for one of the best sequences ever put to film. Oh yeah, but cool. Uh, so any more? On Luke V. Vader, Dawn of Justice? <sighs> no, it's just, it's perfect. Right. And I don't think it's ever going to be topped, so. So my Good number luck. one. Good luck, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, seriously. Uh, my number one, actually, throw a guess. What do you think my number one is? Wow, I'm just realizing, yeah, it's not your number one. Um, 
Can they tell me what movie it's from? No. Or what trilogy it's from? No. Jesus. Um, does it have to do with Kylo Ren? Maybe. Okay. Um, is it the scene where he... Is it the scene where fucking James Bond shows up in a Stormtrooper outfit? No. Okay. It's Ray V. Kylo, Dawn of Justice. Okay. When she went... Oh, my God, that scene. Because just specifically, I'm talking about the moment when Ray pulls a lightsaber out of the snow. Yeah, yeah, And Kylo, like, realizes what she's having to deal with. And the choreography... It's a perfect blend of the kind of... Like the athleticism of some of the prequel uh, lightsaber duels, with like the the urgency and kind of aggression of the new of the original trilogies. It's just this yeah. amazing blend, and I mean, so that so that's your favorite lightsaber fight? Yeah. All right. It's just like like I said, it, Vader. It's like he's not like like I said, he's got one arm, and it's just he's so stiff and kind of lumbered. It just always looked kind of lame to me that he was trying to be a lightsaber dueler duelist whereas luke is like this 20 whatever year old kid and he's very he can get around and stuff like he's having to sort of play down to vader so like so he because realistically luke would if luke would totally annihilate darth vader right i mean not really I don't, like if okay if if vader wasn't allowed to use the force in a just a lightsaber battle luke would kill him Here's the thing: is like Vader in his past life had the years and years of Jedi training. I know, so, but now he's a robot with one arm. Well, yeah. So but just, still, I mean, he's literally playing with three handicaps, <laughs> or yeah. literally playing with a handicap. And this one is just they're both kind of on even footing. Kylo Kylo Ren is kind of powered down a little bit because he got shot, but just the moment where he's like punching himself to like get himself jacked up to fight is just so great. Yeah. And the moment when. Like the lights, like the steam coming from the lightsaber, and when the lightsabers come together, and like the red and the blue, and you can see the reflections of them in their eyes, and Ray finds that moment of peace where she just, just like comes into her own and knocks Kylo back or whatever. It was just, it was fantastic, and like, and much like my honorable mention with Galen or so, just the, a lightsaber duel in the middle of a snowy forest is it's just, great. it's just great. It's, epic. it's so it, it is. It has that larger than life star wars feeling you know what i think i think we're gonna get one in the rain in the second one uh-huh. <laughs> oh, i'm so excited yeah it's this just kind of had like i said it has the perfect blend of what makes the tr- uh, the prequels just viscerally enjoyable and the uh, the original trilogies have like an enormous dramatic weight it's got both of them and it's just it's perfect for me i think it's i think it's fantastic and jj he shoots it really, really well. Oh, yeah. And I also just love Kylo Ren in general when he's like, now, that saber belongs to me. I'm just like, Ew! And then Ray takes it. Oh. Yeah. Also seeing Finn get, like, his spine ripped up. Yeah. Pretty intense. Like, me, like if I'm, I don't know, it's just nitpicking, but, like, re- realistically, Kylo would have just, like, chopped his head off or just run him through with a lightsaber, but whatever, it's a movie. They got to keep people alive, sort of. Um, but now that's, that's gotta be my favorite scene. I think it's, I come into these, the, I draw the line between Star Trek and Star Wars. I drew the line er, a long time ago. I was like, which one of these has lightsabers? Star Wars does. So ever since it's just lightsaber duels, just, the, they get first preference when it comes to my favorite scenes or moments. 
the thing I like about that scene, I think the most, and it's something nobody really, it's a parallel between that and a, and a new hope. Um, and I mean, a lot of people talk about, they criticize the scene cause they say like, how would Ray beat Kylo Ren? I'm not going to get into that whole thing, but well, he got shot first of all. Yeah. I mean, there's a million reasons, but there's a scene in it that completely explains that. And it's a parallel to a new hope, which, you know, more parallels to no hope, not helping that argument, but still, um, that part where Luke is about to blow up the Death Star and he's like, he doesn't really know. He's like, he just lets con- loses control of everything. He just Obi-Wan says, use the force. And he just does it. He turns off his computer. He just lets the force guide his actions. Ray does the exact same thing yeah. when she's having her lightsaber fight. And I love that moment. It has that shot where the lighting is on Ray and she just says the force. She closes her eyes and lets it control her actions. And she kicks Kylo Ren's ass and it's awesome. I yeah, love it. It's pretty great. Also, I, I I feel like I have to defend this scene from the people that say, oh, why is she so good? Kylo, he hasn't really had much competition, right? Like, who else has a lightsaber and is good enough to duel him? I mean, like, you don't really, it's more just like training, not really. I don't know. I've, that has I mean, always rung true to me. Like, if you're a great basketball player and you don't have anybody to play, and then you finally get a good match, you're not going to, and you're also working on, you know, in basketball, you got a, a pulled hammy, and in this, you get shot in the, in the abdomen. Like, of course, you're not going to be at your best. And it's, I don't know, people pick the stupidest shit to get worked up about with these movies. Just, whatever. Um, but this is great. I've, honestly, if there's a, if there's a scene in Last Jedi, a lightsaber dupe battle, which I know there are, they've talked about them in Last Jedi that lives up to this, it'll be my, it'll, probably be my new favorite just because yeah. i can only imagine what ryan has got up his sleeves and the drama is just going to be heightened to the nth degree in in this one i'm so, so excited for this movie oh yeah. my god but it's not going to be your favorite of the year because you just hate star wars oh my god it's you, this movie has a, a this... likelier chance of being my favorite movie of the year more than yours do you realize that i'm considering what my favorite movie of the year is right now um, if it's better than that, it'll probably be one of my new favorite movies ever. So, wow, you liked Valerian that much? <laughs> no, no, Captain like... Underpants actually. Oh, but... Okay, good. Is, was that good? <laughs> I, I really liked it. It was okay. really. It's it's not like a great movie or anything. Like it's not gonna get like best animated picture. But if you like the books, you'll love it. So yeah, I I, rem- I read those. Those were toilet reads for me. Like I just like. See, I, I, those were like those book fair kind of things. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Scholastic yeah, book fair. I'd always, I'd always get those. So. I'll have, I will turn up for a Scholastic book, book fair no matter what. I'll just get <laughs> just pregame one of those, just doing, doing jello shots. Scholastic fair! Woo! <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah. So those are our five favorite Star Wars scenes. Those are some good ones. Those are some real good ones. And I don't know. I, I feel like these are going to be upended in two week, about two weeks from now, so... Not cool. even. Not even. That's right. That's right. Oh, damn. Wow. Turnt. Turnt. We got it. We're doing a post-Last Jedi podcast, right? Like that night. We got to do it. Uh, Yeah, because I don't work the next day, and I will be able to stay up till whatever. Yeah. Same here. I, I've, I, bought, um, I bought my ticket a while ago before I had Movie Pass, so I'm honestly debating going to see it and then driving to a the mall to see it again immediately after because it's like it's free technically you know what? i i think i might do that because yeah. i do i do i get in free so i might do that the following morning yeah it's gonna be turnt it's gonna be so turnt all right 
Uh, so those are our favorite scenes. Let's move on to watching, reading, and listening to. Uh, why don't you go first, Josh? Okay. Uh, so I actually watched a couple movies. Uh, one I watched today, I watched Logan Lucky. Right. It was really cool. Yeah. I really liked it. I'm not like head over heels in love with it, but it's – I. what's his name? Uh, Joe – what's it? Joe uh, Bang. Uh, Joe Bang. Joe Bang. He's, gentlemen. That was – he's just the best. I love uh, – he's uh, – Daniel Craig is awesome. He's – He's so good. <laughs> um, um, that's the only thing I was like, you know what? If you want to leave, if you want to stop doing Bond, like right now, I'm fine with that because you can do shit like Logan Lucky and be great. Yeah. You know? um, the whole the whole movie is cool. It's really just like a cool. It's just like it's a cool heist movie. It's yeah. it's really like subtle. The music is cool. The characters have good chemistry. Adam Driver's great in it. Channing Tatum's great in it. Even Katie Holmes like bearable in it. So Roy from The Office as well. Oh yeah, he's in it too. Fucking Roy. Um, I hate Roy. What do you think of uh, Seth MacFarlane? And uh, I didn't even I didn't recognize him until like three scenes in. Yeah, I was like, that looks familiar. I know his like yeah, and like yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah, two other movies though I watched. Uh, I watched a Ghost Story. Nice. And I thought I was gonna hate it, and I was turned around, and it's. It's pretty awesome. It's really, really good. I don't know if it's like one of my favorite movies of the year, but it's it's a really, really good movie. And yeah. just you, you texted me like ten minutes into the movie. You're like, "Am I? Is this? Is the rest of the movie is hollow?" And I don't know what you yeah. said. Just boring. Is it this? boring? Yeah. I was like, I think I know where he is, and I just like no. Like, <laughs> I think at that point, I, I hated it so much in the first the guy, fifteen minutes. The guy like just died. Yeah. Spoiler alert. And like I was getting to the and like I think it took me another like twenty or so minutes before I was like okay I see what this is yeah okay I'm I'm kind of digging this I don't know why Rooney Mayer ate a pie for ten minutes but yeah <laughs> <sighs> that is I love that movie but God there's no movie this year that I love so much that I also hate so much as a ghost story <laughs> that uh, the like I said in, in Cody and I's discussion of it just the Hushed tone whispers, fifteen second silence between sentence between like questions and replies is just everything <laughs> I hate about indie movies that you just don't. Yeah, I don't know who where. Here's what a here's a long in. take of nothing. For yeah, five I, don't, minutes. I don't know where in the rule book it is that if you make a movie under five million dollars, it has to be spoken in hushed tones and have like somebody asleep at the edit bay. But just stop, <laughs> please stop. Like um, Lady Bird is as indie as it gets but people talk like people and i don't know the one the one thing i'm still confused about is why was there another ghost i'm still confused about that part they were a ghost in the other house oh what's there to be confused about i don't know that's just like just there's another ghost because they only it only pops up like twice well a lot of people die i guess every people die every day josh people die every second somebody's dead boom ghost somebody's (laughs) dead boom ghost it's pretty um, great. The one other movie I watched, and this is one of the best movies I've seen all year, uh, The Big Sick. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Really I love good. this movie so much. Uh, I actually want to watch it again. I want to buy it. It's, it's the funniest comedy I've seen, probably all year, if not the last two years. Since Sausage Party, I think it's probably better than Sausage Party. Um, really? Better or funnier? I'm talking about just funnier. Oh, really? Uh, that's tough. Sausage uh, Party is like a movie that's made for you. I oh. love Sausage Party, but what? this one I think this one's smarter. Yeah. And I think it has more emotional weight too. I'm not talking it's about like, that. I'm not talking about things making a good movie, just funnier. Like what did you uh, laugh at? Yeah, I guess yeah, I guess Sausage Party is a little more I guess it's more like 
often funnier, has like more jokes that made me laugh. But there's some moments in this movie I was dying. I was like laughing so hard that that burger scene is hysterical. Oh, where he yells at the lady. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, (laughs) and just there's a couple other moments I was just that one in particular really killed me. I just and it's also like it's so the performances are great. I love. Uh, I can't even pronounce his name. Kamel Nanjani. Yeah, Kamel Nanjani. Yeah. Uh, he's. I think he's fantastic in it. The uh, main actress in it, uh, Zoe something. Kazan. Uh, she's Kazan. Yeah, she's great in it. Uh, Ray Romano is fantastic in it. Oh, you get Ray Romano. Sure. Yeah. You can remember his name. You racist. Because <laughs> I've known him since. Sexist. I was a kid. <laughs> um, and also uh, Holly Hunter. She's awesome too. But. Just yeah, the whole cast is where was where was her jar of pee though? <laughs> I just Jeez. did I miss that scene? Like, thought she was supposed to have her jar you of piss. You can't, you can't defend that movie and also shit on it. You <laughs> sure I can? Or is this not America? Because I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> oh my no, god! That movie, it's just there's a jar of piss in the movie. <laughs> it's a plot point. Why? Imagine, imagine going back to I don't know July thirtieth. <laughs> 2012 go back in time you just you track down 17 or whatever year old josh and you said hey hey josh and you're like oh my god hey josh from the future what what have you come back to tell me do you have any lottery numbers no do you have any advice no is there a war should i leave the country i don't know but the next batman movie is gonna have a jar of piss in it see ya <laughs> and then just leave <laughs> like how dazed i would just whacked out of your mind i would, would you be? i would do so much research Trying to, no, I'm kidding. I'd probably forget about it within five minutes and go to something else. But I just you go. Me? You, the future <laughs> you came back to the past to tell you that a Batman movie had a jar of piss in it, and you'd be like, eh, all right, whatever. I mean, I'll, was that, was he telling me this before comes. or after The Dark Knight Rises? Because I would be so confused. Well, July 30th, yeah. That's why, okay. that's why he specifically said July 30th. I don't know when The Dark Knight Rises came out. July 20th, 2012, Josh. God. Okay, I don't remember release dates. <laughs> well, you're not American. I'm sorry. I yeah, used to. Under the pretense, no under the pretense that. You just saw Dark Knight Rises for like the second or third time. Okay. Future Josh, like, hey, bro. I would be, I would be in a very confused. How great! I cannot believe that. <laughs> ah, so but funny. Yeah, big sick. It's big just, sick. Yeah. No jars of piss, but it's, a lot of it's, a lot of laughs. So funny and mm-hmm. so emotional, and it's like re- like the relationship is so like real. It's just mm-hmm. I love it. It's it's so good. Yeah, and there's no and there's no like um. The main character is not the good guy, nor is yeah. the girlfriend. Like they're both. Yeah, it's like it's a very there it's was, a three dimensional kind of conflict. Yeah, it's like I any kind of conflict they have, like any of those, like there's this one specific, the, like the main thing they get hung up on in the fight that they have is like I'm like I kind of see her side of it, but I'm like I'm also a guy, so I see his side of it. Yeah. So like I'm not I don't know where to fall here. Yeah, so, and the so. uh, the family stuff also is just great with the yeah. They're funny. They're it's, pretty, yeah, with like the arranged marriages and oh yeah, I just can't like. We got to stop down and talk about this because I just can't wrap my head around it. Why is arranged marriage a thing? Like, does it? It's like, just a part of their history. Part I, of the culture. I just what? Who? What? Why there, do it's that? A, it's a very old school. It's just set in their ways. It's I know, just, but I get it. Like, because like in the good old days, people weren't so much people because there was like there was really nothing worth living for. <laughs> back then like all they had to do all they basically had was like farming like all they had to do all they had in life back then was like working so it's like hey well you marry that guy so you can you know work on the farm or whatever but like 
eventually people started to like be able to do stuff and enjoy their lives so like why are we still doing this why are we still making you marry somebody it's just i'm not i've never understood that but his his whole speech about like we left we left pakistan to come to america like why are we still trying to pretend that we're there or whatever he says was just really it was really interesting coming from a person like him with his perspective and it was just it's i love movies that are that have a very distinct point of view and that definitely had it and it was also just hysterical but i gotta say mvp of the movie was his roommate <laughs> You remember him? Yeah, he was funny. He was he's funny. Yeah, I, I kind of felt bad for him, but he was just like, oh, okay, whatever, and he was just hanging out. <laughs> that um, one, I love that one scene, um, where they talked. He's like, "You guys made the finals," and he's like, "Yeah, you did, and you did." And he's like, "You're funny," <laughs> whatever he says. He's like, "Yeah, you, you keep trying." <laughs> uh, that's great. Camille, Camille's pretty. He's awesome. He's, he's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That I. That's I think. That's probably like in the latter half of my top ten, but I think if I watch it again, it's gonna get up higher. So, uh, of the of top ten of twenty seventeen, I should say. Already working on that. Um, but I really did enjoy it. That's a that's a fantastic movie. Uh, all right. Anything else? No, that's about it. Okay, so I got a couple of movies and something else. So, uh, the first movie. Oh, this isn't my profile. Thank you for the follow, by the way, John McIntosh. Uh, so I saw a couple of I've seen a couple of movies in the last few days. Some 2017 releases. First, I want to talk about the movies that. Actually, I don't know if we're going to talk about that one, but uh, I saw three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri today. Uh, the latest Martin McDonough picture. Is that and a is that a dark comedy? Very dark. Well, okay, I was like. I don't know. The, hmm. I saw like a scene from it, and I wasn't really sure what this was supposed to be. So I was, I was like, someone I heard someone talking about it. They said it was a dark comedy. Um, I saw it at one o'clock today. So like one o'clock on a Monday, you obviously don't get the crowds, and I think a dark comedy only comes out when there's an audience to like. Like I only you only laugh for a dark comedy. I think when other people do, when you realize it's okay. Kind of. So I saw this more as a drama, but there are definitely funny moments in it. Um, but I don't, it's more of a drama than a comedy, at least I think. But um, yeah, I don't. Know, it's I've seen dark comedies, and this doesn't strike me as one of them. But it's very, it's very good. It's very very good. It feels like a play. The, the it's got some of the best um, some of the best character work of the year. Um some really really great lines some fantastic performances like this is going to get a lot of oscar noms definitely francis mcdormand definitely screenplay for martin mcdonough direction i think best picture um yeah it's it's just it's it's really 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 strong um the other two movies huh um I saw The Disaster Artist and Darkest Hour, but I'm going to hold off talking about those for a little while. Oh, you while. saw The Disaster Artist? Yeah, I saw it in New York. Oh, uh, I want to know. You want to know? I do. I want to know what you thought. It's fantastic. Okay. It's funny. Fan. Like, James Franco, this might be the hardest year in for Best Actor, like, maybe ever, because James Franco, Gary Oldman, Tom Hanks, and I'm, I'm assuming Tom Hanks and Daniel Day-Lewis are going to give... I think pretty great performances and 
But James Franco so far might be my favorite performance of the year. Like, that makes me so happy. He I goes, love James Franco. He goes for it. Like he's it's it's transformative. It really is. And nice. I the movie is overall really, really good. There's a couple of little things like I don't want to spoil anything, but it's there's a well I guess the first thing I'll get out of the way that I wasn't crazy about, just like as a preview of our maybe episode about it. Dave Franco is, you know. I love Dan Franco. He's Dan? You said Dan. Did I say yeah, I said, said Dave. Yeah, I think you said Dan. Roll the tape. Um I think he's the worst part of it. Just because I'm, I'm not sure he's the best actor. Like he's I'm not sure he's a really good actor, and everybody in this movie is like a really good actor. Um but I think it's just he would, more like but, he brought his brother along. No, but it, uh, but it was either that or he's kind of a good actor playing a bad actor, if you know what I mean. Like it's kind of hard. It's and James does that a lot better than him. Like he really sells Tommy and Dave not so much. And he's also like two feet shorter than the guy than actual Greg Sestero. And it's just some of it just kind of it stretches belief a little bit. Whereas Franco is like. He becomes Tommy Wiseau, um, but I don't, I'm 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 really I really like it. It's definitely one of my favorites of the year. It's, I, it's got a spot in my top ten. I'm super psyched. I love it, and yeah. And then I don't know. You can just log off and get off if you want. But a new U2 album is out, so I got to talk about it. Oh God! Songs of Experience, man. It's fantastic. It's really good. My favorite songs are uh, the second track, Lights of Home, which is just incredible and then the second to last song is called love is bigger than anything in its way and it's also wonderful and it's just an overall really solid album i like the last one i like songs of innocence a little bit more i think those are more consistently great tunes and this is make it made up of a lot of really good songs and a few great ones but uh it's one of their best and they're the best band ever so case closed boom savage got him uh, all right, are you back yet? Or huh? I I just assumed that you left to like go have a smoke or something like that. Well, I'm oh, yeah. lathered about you too. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, this is now. I don't really think you would like it. Like, there's some there's some YouTube songs. I was like, I I know that if you l- actually listen to them without being biased and cr- hashtag crooked and a criminal, then you would enjoy. But this one, eh, probably not. There's this is a very YouTube album and not as much of a gruff and rough and tough, but. I, don't know, I think it's great. I'm so I'm excited to see him. It's great songs. So that'll do it. I know we said disaster artist last week, but it's actually coming wide this week. Woo! And it's quite the movie. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, before we go, there's a news story breaking that we might want to talk about. Oh jeez, what? So Quentin Tarantino might be working on a Star Trek movie. <laughs> What, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I guess. So what's happening is Quentin Tarantino had an idea for a Star Trek movie, and so J.J. Abrams, who's the producer, is now putting a writer's room together to work on it. What? What is his deal, Quentin? <laughs> it... Let me read some of this. Holy shit. What? I don't... Yep. He, sources say Tarantino told his idea to J.J. Abrams, 
and they're currently working together to, or they're going to be brought together to work on the idea. And it says Tarantino could direct with JJ producing. (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck? What world are we living in right now? Holy shit. This is, I swear, ever since like 2014, maybe, like mid-2014, it's just like, We've just been put into an alternate universe. I think there was this like is, a break in the space-time continuum. This is amazing. Shit. Oh I know, my god! It sounds like this is the this is the most excited I've ever been to see a Star Trek movie, and like, what? What is this deal? Just like I've heard he's making ten movies and he's calling it a career. So, hey, or this next one is his ninth. So, is his last movie? Is Tarantino's last movie going to be a Star Trek movie? Oh, that would be the best. Like, oh my god. Like, I, I love the Star Trek movies so far, but if they just said Star Trek 4, they like, or they just made the old one a trilogy and started again with Tarantino, do it. That's, do it. But what uh, what idea could you possibly have that... It's, I don't care, it's Tarantino. <laughs> I know. It's just so out of character. Like, I know he was thinking about doing Casino Royale back in the day, but he, but... I don't know, the, the violence of that would be like, okay, I think you could do something interesting with that, but Star Trek? I wonder, if you, I wonder if it would be R-rated. They would never let that happen. What? Make it R-rated. Star Trek or Bond? Star Trek. Yeah. I mean, Bond either, but... Well, Bond more likely, because he is a spy after all. You know, Star Trek uh, is just like, they're all just sort of like, oh, we're gonna go, oh, we, the ship's broken, there's a villain who's an alien, social issues, blah, you know? I just... Okay, all right. I'll keep. We'll keep our eye on this. I guess. I hope it's. I hope it's just like the Hateful Eight, but in space. Yeah, well, then why do you make a start? Why make it Star Trek? I don't. Know. I don't care. I just want him to do a sci-fi movie. This is so. Whatever. Let's. We'll see if this ever actually happens. I hope it does. Oh my god, it probably won't, but I want it to. Life is crazy. All right. So, like I said, disaster artist. Uh, all that. I'm just, I'm still reeling. Okay, we're going to call it. <laughs> Until next, you follow us at underscore RealFlix on Twitter. Leave an iTunes review. <sighs> okay, nine days to Star Wars. Almost. We're getting there. Say woo, Josh. Woo. Okay.